Okay, welcome back to the show and go. Little round seven wrap. Got the boss in the house. Fan a jumper on, looking like a snack. Uh, let's rip straight into a bit of footy chat, boss. Um, obviously, massive storylines coming out of the weekend, but we're going to start with the old boy, Benji. Yeah. Um, obviously, off the back of probably the best game of the, the round, Koro put in an absolute clinic. Komatua. Komatua, Benji. What do you make of uh, Benji's performance and just how good was it to see the old boy? No, I, just, I think it's just so important to have a really good side around you. You looked at Benji over the past couple of years in that Tigers system. You look at someone like Luke Brooks in that Tigers system. Um, man, when you've got quality players around you, and we've talked about this in the past where you don't leave quality teams for money in my opinion, because you're going to make it up over time. But just to see Benji play that, remind me of being like a 16-year-old kid, and that's probably when I was at my most impressionable when it comes to football players and this sort of 05 run all the way up to, I reckon, 11-12. Yeah. He, he, was, he was a beautiful player golden, to watch. Golden boot, golden boot in that period, I think. Yeah, 10. he got one. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe 11. Yeah, I think he got 11. 11 yeah. So they were, they were meant to go to the grand final that year, but Warriors ended up um, yes, sir. Getting Matt Leichhardt. So, yeah, it was cool. It was Shout cool. out Chris Nanu. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great team. Uh, but, yeah, it was just great to see Benji sort of like, he's almost lost to the game. And for him to put in a performance like that, man, it was fucking elite. I enjoyed well, it. My most, like, the biggest takeaway, like, at 36, like, he's, like, everyone always says, like, that class is, like, sort of permanent, yeah? Mm. Like, Benji, to me, he was, he's always going to be able to lay, put guys in holes and lay it on. He's a fucking genius. But he looks so physically fit. He looks fast, he looks strong. Like the fact that Wayne's comfortable playing him in the middle, playing him like he named him at centre. He mm. was never going to play centre, but he looks like not in the best shape of his career because obviously it's not 05 Benji ganking guys and snapping ankles, but he's gone into an amazing system. Like you said, he looks physically fit, fast and strong and you're seeing the benefits of it, man. Man, he's adapted. So like all the great players do, you look at LeBron, who was a physical athlete. They've been in the league the same amount of time. So um, he adapted his game. That's crazy. Yeah, eh? that's crazy. So everyone gives um, LeBron like a lot of credit for his longevity. Um, he's been doing it for the same amount of time. So uh, yeah, it's like the game, as you get older, the game starts to move, like it's moving quicker, but you can see things a lot clearer. And we always see Benji and we always hold him in high regard because the way he used to bounce and step and uh, it was crazy seeing that, but he's adapted his game and he's still one of the better halves out there as well. Game so manager as well. Yeah. yeah. Got a great boot. Um, and I think what he says behind the line is going to be super important. Got a pretty experienced spine. I think all the boys are all over 30 now and they've yeah. all done some pretty good things. So um, just another bit of leadership to add to the Rabbitohs and it was good to see. Off the back of, obviously this happens every time someone in Benji's status makes, you know, has a game like that, they start to throw the immortal chat around again. Where do you think sort of Benji fits into that? into that puzzle like he's a he's a surefire Hall of Famer yep. and he's like in my opinion he's the best New Zealand Rugby League player ever um, Agreed. I, I put him in that Stacey Jones Simon Mannering Mark Graham sort of echelon for me he's the best but where do you see him he's got a, he's got a comp over the boys too you know yeah. what I mean? like everyone will hold Stacey Jones as the highest but he's got a comp he's got a World Cup so yeah I don't know man when I when I when I think of immortals I reckon I reckon there should be a rule there's only like one per decade yeah that'd be sick that, and that's when you know you're actually the guy. You know what I mean? Like Brad Fittler's not even in there. Yeah, like that, that's probably someone you could compare it to. That's, like, that's where like the immortal chat is. Depend. It depends on how you want to do it. If you want to make it a little bit more open and have two or three immortals a year, mm. he's definitely in that conversation. If you want to keep it like old boys club, super exclusive, like we're never going to have more than X amount or whatever. I reckon um, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Like, and oh, then you've still got the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame's still very special and like. I'm thinking about Kiwi play like Ruben Wickey and Stace yep. two years ago got inducted and that was quite a big deal back home. So like he's, when I start to think about Benji in the immortal chat, I reckon he's sitting somewhere ahead of like Cooper Cronk, something mm. like that. And I think he sits just behind sort of your Lockyer's and Yeah, see, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's ahead of Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk's got five comps. You don't think he's ahead of him just because of the comps? Yeah. I'll see what, I, my thing in my head is peaks. I think Benji 
Benji's peak was higher than all those guys I just listed. Unfortunately, like when you compare to someone like Thurston, for example, Benji's had lulls and dips in form where I don't really remember Thurston doing that. So when did Cooper Cronk have a bad game? Yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like. Success matters and, and obviously rings matter. But then in saying that, like, I wouldn't have, like... He's the most influential player. I wouldn't sure. have Kronk. Yeah, but that's, he's influential on culture as well. Yeah. So you look at someone like Alan Iverson. He didn't win a uh, competition, yeah. but he, he, like, people credited him for influencing culture. So, like, 10 years, 20 years from now, when we look back and you show Cameron Smith highlights and you show Benji Marshall highlights to the culture, Benji's going to be probably a lot more relevant. But in terms of, like, immortality, man, like... Lockyer, you got Lockyer, you got Thurston, you've got Cronk, you've got Slater. Like, imagine you can only pick two of those out of the five. I don't know. It's a tough conversation to have, and yeah. to sort of sneak Benji in there in terms of being a Kiwi and being a small town Kiwi that made it and changed the game, and he's done everything for the culture. But that immortality chat, sort of like, it's a tough one. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a bridge too far, but it's always interesting to talk about mm. when he's mm. when he's that good and it's someone like Benji. He's always going to. Sniff around. Oh, my heart's going fucking through him. And <laughs> yesterday, but yeah. but then you look at the players in and around him at his same time. Yeah, man, it's going to be a tough conversation, especially when you got C. Smith just sort of floating about there as well. Killing like, it. yeah, for twenty years, never really played a bad game. One comms, one origin, World yeah. Cups, and everything. In terms of New Zealand, man, he'll, he'll always be king in my eyes. Yeah, hundred. Um, transitioning over to his halves part, and obviously, there's more chat every day. There seems to be a new chat that your boy Ren Diggity's linked to. I'm kind of a not over the chat, but um, they, they, they got to put a they got to put it into it pretty they soon because so they're a genuine ask. chance of winning the competition. You don't want stuff like this dragging out. And either way, whatever the way it does go, it looks like it's going to be away from Rabbitohs. Is that's what that's the feel I get? Is yeah. that how you feel? Yeah, I think uh, like it's hard. Obviously, coming from the Journo world, when there's smoke, there's fire. But sometimes there is just a fuckload of smoke, mm. and that happens as well. Mm. But now we've got what Brisbane Tigers, Sharks been tossed up para, which I think would be fucking all time. Mm. I know Luke, you'd be smirking over there with thinking about his eels getting them. Um, and that's no disrespect to a guy like Mitchell Moses, who I love watching play at the moment. But I agree with you, man. Like at this point in the year, put a line in the sand. Either say, unfortunately, he's not part of our plans going forward, but we're going to ride with him this year. This is our captain, whatever. Mm. Or pay the man. Yeah, <laughs> like make your mind up. I reckon, I reckon he leaves. I reckon he's looking for a little bit more. Where, you, that, where that, do you want to see him? That parapet would be nice. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't have to move house. Um, I would stay away from Tigers and Broncos. I don't think he wants to like, head to a rebuild, no matter how much money's. Bulldogs would be the same thing. Bulldogs, same thing. Uh, I reckon Parra's probably the only, like, ready to win now style team. Yeah. Um, what about the fact that despite all of this going on. Is Mitch Moses still signed? How long is he signed there for? Is he coming off soon? You probably know, Luke. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's off contract this year as well. Yeah, um, there's a, like we he must were, be asking for a wicket. Yeah, That's we were good. we were talking about it um, the other day. Like Corey Moiser, mm-hmm. like, Sean. There's like some big halfbacks all coming off contract this year. So I'm sure there's going to be a fair bit of movement in the market. It's going to be cool because I like I, I like, like movement. Yeah, yeah. So you look at NBA and NFL. I love when when players start to move around and prefer the um, off season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's enough drama in league, but I do like this sort of rotation style stuff. But yeah, I don't know, man. It'd be cool. Ideally, like, you'd love Ren to stay at Rabbitohs. That's it, where I was going. To me, it, like, and maybe it's just because that's how I've always watched him play, and that's where mm. I've known him. Like, he to me is South Sydney. Like, that's where he should be. Um, but I'm tending to lean more towards you as well. It seems like it's going to be he's going to go. That's true. But then, I, like, I, when I see Cronk, I see him as the Roosters as well. Like, I don't see him just as Melbourne. Ben, Benji now looks normal in a Rabbitohs. Jumper. Yeah, it looked <laughs> weird. It looked weird when we we're doing Photoshop on him. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I don't like. I, th- I think we just got to adapt to people change clubs now, and 
like yeah. rent so South Sydney, it's not even fucking funny. But <laughs> man, he might look look good in blue and gold. Yeah, and Mitch, uh, you know, if we're talking about that sort of merry-go-round, Mitch Moses going to the Bulldog system with a young Matt Burton, that could be cool as well. So um, yeah, it could all work if it if they rotate that way. Is that what it's looking like? That's what it's. That's what I was reading today. It was like a little three-team flip. Yeah, where you get Matt Burton obviously to the Dogs, you get Reynolds would jump over, and then Mitchell Moses would fall into the Bulldog system mm. um, or Benji. So. Who knows what they're going to do there, but sort it out either way. Looking forward to it anyway, whatever yeah. happens. It's whatever exciting. Happens. Garrett Grouse, if they win a comp as well in his last yeah. year. Um, slightly bigger player, David Fafita, slightly bigger than Reynolds. Just. Um, this seems like we're only talking about this one game, but it was such a good game. I don't know. I was trying to think of it before we jumped on air. T-Rex for a hot minute, Dave Taylor. Like I'm trying to think of like freak freaks that just look bigger, stronger and faster than guys. Like Tom Alolo to an extent, but he's always sort of laid the platform yeah. where, where Dave Fafir is that sort of next level up where he scores tries. So he's like a genuine game breaker. He's got genuine X factor. I'm pretty sure it's I just, only behind Brett Morris now in try scorer. I'm pretty sure he's ahead of Pappy, which yeah. is hilarious. It's Six tries strong. in two, three weeks. Thank <laughs> fuck I don't have to play against him. <laughs> what, what are you doing? So you're an opposing half. What's the, I mean, is there a, I'm sure there's the smart sides are coming up with game plans on how yeah. to get them, but man, what you do, you go high, you just go high, and you just hope for help quickly. Yeah, um, you got to cover the ball up anyway. But he's got that high bump anyway, so he usually gets rid of that guy anyway. And and he he's the scary thing about him is he's got such great leg speed that like he can bump you, stop, and then like take off pretty quick. Where yeah. a lot of people once they use their bump, it takes them a while to get going. Where he doesn't really have that. Um, he can pass, he can offload, pre line, post line. Yeah, he's scary, man. He's like he's like besides maybe Kiko is probably as influential. Yeah, ball and as a as a damaging. back rower. Yeah, um, but besides them two, man, is you you kind of moving away from that um traditional like your boy Coiner, fucking tough punch takes all the tough carries, yeah. punch a hole for you, can pass if he needs to, man. You look at someone like Kiko, he can fucking kick, pass early, offload. We're getting back to those early ball to your big back rower. Yeah, days. it's cool. It's cool. Like Lawatiti, remember those sort of days, man? It was. You couldn't stop him. So they say if you want to look to the future, look to the past. And I, that that early 2000s to maybe 2007, there's a golden period of rugby league in terms yeah. of attacking football. It was very two-pass. He wasn't so much block shape five at the back. Five-eights as well. Yeah. So the half played on the ball, five-eights played out wide. So um, it's exciting. So there's a lot of good halves. You look at Jerome Luai, like the way that Nathan and Jerome play. It's very like two-passing more than out the back block and very old school. So... We, we went for a phase, and especially when I was coming through, Melbourne was so successful that everyone tried to copy Melbourne, and then we yeah. moved into that left left half, right half, you stay on your side, I stay on my side type thing. But it's starting to switch back because there's teams that are getting results, and you're getting players that aren't overcoached. I know we're going to touch on Sam Walker a little bit later, but you look at someone like Jerome Luai, like he hasn't been overcoached. Yeah. He's been taught he's been taught his basics and then, then off the back of structure he can play football. That's natural to him and it works and it's hard to defend. Is you, it funny that it's transitioning back to that just as Melbourne start to transition? <laughs> yeah, but they they will transition yeah. to it too. So they they built their structure off the back of their personnel. So they yeah. had a half back that wasn't as naturally talented as a lot of people in Cooper Cronk and they had to build a system in and around him. Where you had someone like Slater who'd who'd wasn't scared to throw a pass, but then, man, you got some fucking genuine footballers in Melbourne, and they, that shows how good Craig Bellamy is as, as a coach. Yes. He's had 20 years of success doing one way, and as soon as his best player leaves, he goes, oh, fuck, we'll just start playing this way now. Yeah. <laughs> how good is it as well? Like, just, we'll move off David Feeder in a second, but, like, I was thinking, when the Gold Coast sort of first came in the comp, I, I love the Titans, man. I love the fact that... Why? Know, I just love the whole Scotty Prince, Matt Rogers, that little era. Oh, yeah. But since then, it's like they've struggled. They keep missing on the big name. 
big money recruits, but I'm pretty sure they got one in, in David Fafita. It looks like they've they've Tino. finally hit. Yeah, yeah, Tino as well. Yeah, um, but they were. I mean, they were always a good side in those early years. They were competitive, and then they they just kept missing on the big recruits. And every time someone big came off contract, it was always the Titans were in the hunt for them. They could never land them, but they yeah. got two boys now. But the managers are just using them off to get some bigger money for the boys, eh? Yeah. But yeah, so um, credit to Justin Holbrook. He's looks like he's really flipped that culture around. And when you don't have like. Like super crazy. Like I know Ash Taylor's on a, on big money, but they're not like super fancy halves. You, you kind of need to have a point of attack and difference in somewhere else. So you look at someone like Fogarty. He's very like basic and plays square and he's a bit of athletic, but he's not. He's not like a um, like a short like a Sean Johnson or a Nathan Cleary where they can strip you with a few different looks. Yeah, uh, it helps having that big back row where you can just go here Early and then ball. just sort of push <laughs> up and and get off the back of it. So it's not always one way to win, but they're finding ways to get themselves in games and they'll win a few as well. Yeah, I agree. Shout out Corey Thompson as well. He's having Underrated, a season, yeah. season of doom, bro. Um, look onto where we go now. Oh, the Panthers. I mean, they're going to be a topic every time we do this show until they, until they lose a game. We were speaking this morning. They'll be a about, topic when they lose too. <laughs> exactly. Um, first of all, obviously they, they stay undefeated. They got Manly, which is going to be a good one this Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be. So I don't, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to lose it, but um, after what Tommy's been doing in the last couple of weeks, it's going to be a good game, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to be in, like Manly are in form, man. We touched on Tommy last week. He's crazy. He is crazy, crazy, Fort crazy. Yeah. And like we said, he just makes everyone better. And then once, once you make those players around you a little bit better and you add wins on top of that, well, fuck, we've just had one good win. Now we've had two good wins. The boys are rocking out Monday into video. It's going to be cruisy. Everyone's got a bit more confidence about him. Like Jason Saab looks like a completely different player. Yeah. Um, Harper, is it Harper the center? Yeah, Morgan, Morgan Harper. Yeah. Yeah, Lionel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an uncle bully. Yeah, yeah like they, they just all look like better players, and that's what confidence does, and that's what winning does, and that's what superstar players do. They make their players in and around them better, and Tommy does that. And now is their big challenge, and they'll be up for it. Yeah, they, they got enough there. They got they got turbos, spine, unreal, yeah, man. spine. Fozzie's got over for media as well. Yeah, it's interesting to see like when he went over and a whole team was in. You could man. tell they were waiting for that. Eh? Yeah, that's when you know um, players really fuck with someone if they celebrate tries with them. Jerome Luai moving himself into that origin discussion. I'll I know, put him in. I put him in. Yeah, I was about I'll to say, we spoke yeah. on Thursday. You, you had him straight in, huh? Yeah. And like, to be honest, individually, if you put, I think still Jack Wyden's the best 5'8", complete. Yep. I think Cody Walker's like a bee's dick behind him. Obviously, Kerry's out at the moment as well. Bee's dick is still the best analogy. <laughs> yeah. So, right, but um, in saying that, I'd, I'd rather have Nathan Cleary with Cody Walker and not Jack Wyden because I think Cody Walker's more like Jerome Luai than... Yep. Um, Jack Wyden, but then Jerome Lua is more like Jerome Lua than Cody Walker's like Jerome Lua. Does it make sense? Yeah. Almost. So, almost. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think Jerome Lua makes Nathan Cleary a better player. They yeah. trust each other. They've played so much football together. They've had an incredible 18 months. They've lost two or three games. Um, they've played in big games now. Man, I, I, I put Jerome Lua in, and the reason why is because then you've got your halves for the next six years, five, six years. Everyone always says 10 years. Though. Yeah. I mean, Luke Carey's would be in as well if he wasn't hurt. You know what I mean? Luke Carey's another one you throw in that sort of merry ground. Look, for me, Jerome Luai, I think he has to be in the squad. I tend to lean more towards the 14 jumper. I wouldn't have Pappy there in that 14 no, jumper. No but for way. me, I'm just a Cody Walker guy. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, yeah. I don't think you can make a wrong decision. Yeah. I just think Jerome, he can play hooker. He, You can throw him in the middle and he can run a muck. So can Pappy. I'm not saying he's better than Pappy. Or you it's, can't a, make it's a good a wrong, problem. You can't have, make a wrong call. Yeah. I just... If I was, and we're going to release Scopes um, Origin Sides of Doom this morning as well on the mag, but I, for me, I'm just a Cody Walker guy. I think he's the best six right now in terms of form. I think Jack Whiten's sort of, obviously he's 
Canberra struggling, um, and I don't think he gets in the centres just because you got Latrell and Turbo fit now. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think Jack White will miss out, which is crazy to say because um, he's one of my favourite nah, players. He'd be, I reckon he'd go centre. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's the thing. I mean, you could probably pick, pick your side yeah. three different ways, but it's good to see it's good to see Jerome Lloyd. But just lastly, give him a, give that boy some or, some Delhi end points as well. Who Jerome? Jerome. One point for that Thursday clinic is I don't know what's going on. That was Joey who picked that as well. I saw. So he had Dylan Edwards three points, Fisher Harris two points, Jerome one. So Jerome now has as many Delhi end points this year as Hudson Young, Paul Vaughan, a couple of and, and Gutho. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing better than four Delhi end points. Anyway, that's just my little spiel on Jerome Lui. Um let's jump across to the Warriors because I don't care. Don't, do don't you think like longevity is important for um origin? Like you know who your half's gonna be for the next like yeah, how old are they? 22, 23? But that's what I'm saying. I think it's I think he's gonna get there. I think Cleary and Kerry is your combo for the next X amount of years. That's what I think. Yeah, but they, I don't feel like that combination worked as well. As, it didn't. Because no. um, Kerry plays like a really wide four. He plays on the up as well, but yeah, I don't know. I, I go I go Cleary Lua. Cleary yeah. Lua? I'll go Cleary and Cody, but again. Yeah, can't lose <laughs> Shit yeah. problem. Queensland just know exactly who they're going to be. All guns. <laughs> All guns. Um, we're going to jump over to the Warriors then and we'll uh, touch on Tommy and, and Sam Walker to finish off. But the Warriors blooded your boy, Reese Walsh. Yeah. Um, tough, obviously, day to come into. Melbourne and Melbourne on Anzac Day. The boys got licked, unfortunately. But um, he looked pretty classy back there. Yeah, so Normie was talking about him a couple of years ago. And, like, I think Normie's growing up with his family and they're, like, super twi- tight. Um, but, yeah, I had a beer with um, Walsh on New Year's. I didn't really know too much about him. Um, yeah, a little bit loose on the piss too, which is good. Always but a good thing. That. Yeah. <laughs> but he looked good. Like, his touches look classy. Um, well, I sort of said, like, a... So you know Kevin Locke was sort of small, well balanced, fast, had those like beautiful touches in and around him. I think he sort of got that vibe around him. Uh, the Roger thing is weird. Is that weird? Or yeah. I get it, I get it, but you know what's you know what's cool? You'll like this. So Rog, um, when I did a bit of a feature on him a couple of years ago, I spoke to Anthony Minicello. Yeah, because that's what they did, eh? So they 2013, Minicello and, and Robbo went down and had their morning coffee like they always do preseason, and they sort of mapped out the year. And he said, and this is when Anthony Minicello was still Anthony Minicello. He said, mm. listen, I'm thinking about doing this idea. You let me know what you think. Rog had scored something like nine tries and fucking two games and 20s, just needed to play. Mm. He's like, I'm thinking we play Rog on the right wing. As soon as we get into good ball, swap. you guys swap. And Anthony Minicello, to his credit, humble as fuck, just said 100%, did it, scored a few more meaties as well. But that's what I'd like to see the Warriors maybe do. I don't know if Walsh is a traditional winger. I mean, I'm, I imagine he'd struggle there. But I just think the Warriors, if, you, if it's Rogers' last season, you just beat the Dragons last week. Like, you're legit... Top eight side if you're injury free and especially this year, together. especially in that little that they're in that, the top four. Yeah. yeah, they're in that little zone. So I I don't think it's the right time to blood Reese Walsh, but um, I wouldn't mind to see them do the Minicello RTS thing and maybe try that. I just it seems bizarre to me that you'd take your I'm not gonna say your only strike weapon, but your biggest strike weapon in Pokemon Wing. Roger had a hundred meters, four tackle breaks, and a couple of missed tackles. Like that's he's better than that. So. I'm yeah. not too sure what the what the plan is, but it was it was a weird one for me. I, I leave Walsh in there. Like I think his touches were better than most of the other people's touches in the in the team. Like he plays a wide four really well. He probably kicks better than all the all every Warriors player there is. He's a left footer, which helps yep. everyone. Like his bombs are actually going up in the air and he, asking he, some questions. Yeah, yeah, asking some questions, and he can land it on the spot as well. And like those touches on the wide four, they're classy. So I don't know where where you put. I'd keep him in there because you, you mentioned maybe yeah. maybe in the six jumper. I'd, I'd throw him at. I'd throw one of them at five. Could yeah. Roger play five eight? Probably, mate. Sure, just give him the ball. <laughs> yeah, because I because I, I know he was on the wing and then um and then um Mamala would move wider when they was going yeah. on attack and it kind of wasn't working that well. But 
Man, I, I, I leave Walsh in there because I think he's... But then you look at Cody Nicarima, who has got touches of brilliance in him as well. As well but Chanel's back next week as well, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I keep Walsh in there because he can kick better than all of them. He's a big left foot kicker and that's important in today's day game. And man, his touches look like... Every time he touched it, it looks like something was going to happen. happen yeah. He's pressuring that four man. He's getting past. He's hitting him short. I really like that current. I think he's a... Yeah, I know he's, he's, face, he's facing a bit of a ban now, unfortunately. But he is. Yeah, yeah he he burst on the scene. People sort of didn't know. Yeah, much Cuffitson, about him. remember Cuffitson? Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> like that ball playing back row for Higgins. Um, yeah, um, he burst, well, burst on the scene. He had a really good game in the Indigenous All Stars about two years ago. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, he was really good, and he was amazing last week against the Dragons as well. Another good performance, but he's facing a bit of a ban for that for the headshot. Um, I mean, we could we could speak at nauseam about all these loading and. And player bands as well, which is getting a bit crazy. But um, you're talking about talented players. Let's jump over to Sammy Walker to finish off Anzac Day Clinic. He keeps turning up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's big, like weird. Moment, like, no worries. You like look at him and you're like, fuck, he looks like a fucking child. Yeah. But his touches are like, he's so ad lib. And like we talked about not getting over coach. Um, he's in that perfect scenario now where he's got great coaching, he's got great players in and around him. Um, obviously got the confidence to do him as well. So he's not he's not scared to try shit. Like he'll throw long balls just out of his own half and like just from the Josh Morris and stuff. But just the way he scores tries is just like, all right, I've just seen something in front of me. I'm just gonna have a crack at it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like where you see sort of flipped over to the dragons, you're like, oh sweet, let's get to this new post and set up a play and set up a play and try and score we'll, our try here. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and score our pl- try on like the third run from now, but just let me do this two over here and then we'll do a big shape and hopefully Dufty can do something where he's just like, fuck, here's a looked quick up. play of the ball, looked up. <laughs> All right, here's a big forward in front of me, let me just crank him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know, he's like, he doesn't get ragdolled or anything. So that's weird. That's the weird part about me. Like he must have a deceptively strong carry in him or at least get you know must be strong through the core yeah catches guys off balance well yeah that's what kind of what I was going to say because he seems to be sort of half pushing through these half tackles where mm. someone his size should not be doing that but Luke Carey's the same and it's the same team and Luke Carey like we've like the last time I was here we, we had him in here and I was just blown away by how small he is no disrespect to Carey but like there's nothing to he's him he's got big balls out there he's oh, fucking tough strong as fuck and you yeah. talk about when you were talking about the origin halves how important is it to have longevity Sam Walker and Luke Carey are going to be there for a minute and they're mm. going to be fucking good when they're both playing together so yeah. um, Sammy Walker Clinic and just lastly we touched on it earlier but it's worth touching on again Tommy Trebojevic after the fortnight of doom he's taken on the Panthers but have this is what I wanted to ask you Teddy's still your fullback for the Blues? Yeah of course what does Tommy have to do to get that fullback? Nah, so I either play Tommy as winger or centre, but let him give him the right to roam. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's what they did the last time. Yeah. It wasn't last year because he was hurt, but was it the year before? Was it yeah, year before. Yeah. I remember him and Jakey have always got that little inside play they do off there. So I, I give him, and because he, he's a smart footballer, he's yeah. not like, he'll know when to be in position and then when he can roam. So he can pick those times really, really well. But it's kind of like when you watch Cheese and Harry Grant on the field at the same time, you just got to get them both on the field. And if they're both in and around the middle, man, it just starts to get even fucking scarier. Imagine running a block shape and then like Tommy's on the inside of Turbo or or the other, or, or, oh, sorry, Turbo's on the inside of Travoy. Oh, fuck, what's his name? Teddy. Teddy. (laughs) Teddy's on the inside of Jake. Yeah. Tommy's on the outside. Oh, I don't know. And fucking Pappy sweeping out the back. Yeah, <laughs> got three fullbacks Cleary, just swinging around. They're, they're all in deli in form. Yeah. So I don't know. Tommy's amazing. And then Latrell at center, beauty. Best thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all Fuck playing Origin. <laughs> Fuck that. And the best thing about Tommy is like he cares. Like he actually cares about football. He actually cares about competing. He actually cares about winning. Um, it's, <laughs> it's kind of rare, eh? It's, it's as much they care, he cares as much as Tommy and Jake care about footy. Yeah. 
Like they, they, it looks like someone's died after they lost. Yeah. You can't even talk to them. But they'll be nice to you. Shake your hand, but they're fucking looking for their car keys. Got their head on their knees. Um, cheers is the same. It's good. You, you always talk about cheers is exactly the same. Yeah, eh? you ain't so getting the reply in the group chats. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, loss. fuck cheers. <laughs> <laughs> cheers will lose a couple of games and won't talk to me for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Manly in a good spot, man. He obviously got Fozzie there as well. So. Um, I like when Manly do well. Yeah. Because everyone those, hates them. They're one of those teams which, yeah, I was about to say, rubs a lot of people the wrong way when they're going well, but I like it. They're like fans, they going well. I'm just a kid. I'm just a Fozzie fan, so as long as Fozzie's playing well, I'm happy, man. I'm a hollow sports fan too. So <laughs> yeah. Manly 13 plus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that'll wrap it up for the show and go today. Plenty more footy content coming, so stay tuned. Later.